All righty. You were taking time lapse. Yeah, second time time lapse video. Okay. I could show you some, but that might be. Uh... Yeah, I could. You want to see some? Want to see what sure. it looks like? Sure. Sure. How do you take it? Do you just so take it's a just a feature on the camera? Uh huh. You just set it on a tripod oh. and turn it on, and it just takes a picture every every minute or something like that. It takes a picture. Wow, fun! Or fifteen seconds or whatever. So you'll see. I think this is like a thirty-second video. Kind of bam, bam, bam. Wow. When you're laying title, it seems like it should go that fast in real life, uh -huh. but it just it doesn't. That's pretty crazy. That's fun. So I took that of most of our working day. So my battery's a little bit... A little bit low. Shut down my applications. Uh-oh. There we go. <clears throat> so, this has got a... Oh, I like the smell. There is some... They use a sweet glue on the cap. Ah! Yes, we haven't had a sweet tip in a long time. Yeah. It's, uh... uh and it's just really subtle, but it's nice. Mm -hmm. This is a cigar I smoked uh, early on in my cigar, I don't know, cigar journey. What is, that's one I've gone back to. So what's it mean? Uh, I don't know. Sweet. Fariente. Fariente. Get the, I can't, get the I can't tell, I can't get the tell you, yeah, I'd, I'd have to look it up. Actually, I'd, I'd say it's not Spanish, but it would have to be, wouldn't it? I think it'd have to be. Dulce is sweet, but... See, I think I have a translation application on the phone, but we're going to just go cheap and dirty and just Google it. Mm -hmm. I might not have had, oh no, I did it at the camp. I was going to say, I might not have had tobacco since the last time that I did it at the camp out. Sweet for, or sweet nothing. It means sweet nothing. Hmm. But this is one I've gone back to. In fact, it may very well be that there are no cigars that I smoked in, my, in the beginning that I smoke now. This may be the only one, is what you're saying? That you've kind of continued to... Maybe, yeah. Great. It's perfect for a Wednesday afternoon. After work, for a leisurely cigar, sweet nothing. Got some, got a, the viewing gallery. Yeah. Was that your chew toy? My chew toy. No, it was uh, Jacobson's. In fact, was that the five-minute alarm? No, I'm getting text messages. I want some water, and I intended to bring my jug out, and I forgot it. So, I'll go for my water stash instead of going in and get it. Maybe my water stash is gone.
can't get to it because it's like it's stuff that's not supposed to be here. This is a. I, I would say I, you could almost inhale this cigar. So mild. Make sure it's not salt water. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> I felt I felt really bad. I'm about always going to remember that. Man, that had to be horrible. Did you swallow much of it? I didn't swallow any of it. So, my, un, there's the time, okay. that's five minutes. All right, well, that's good, I was just going to say something about the cigar, so, right. welcome to Doug and Joe Talk. Yeah, Wednesday afternoon edition. That's right, <laughs> which is whatever day we decide to do it, <laughs> edition. <laughs> Absolutely. So, um... We, uh, we're already fired up on the cigar. We're into it half an inch or less. And I was just, we just like to allow ourselves a, a five-minute window there before we start to just chill and kind of chat as friends for a minute. But I was just going to say something about the cigar, so I'm kind of glad that we're recording because if if my, I'm not sure how, deve- you know how, you know, I want to be posh and think, ooh, my palate's very developed. I don't really know if it is, but assuming I can trust my palate, I would say this has a, it has a bit of a non-aged tobacco taste, and I don't necessarily think that's bad, it just is what I think a non-aged tobacco would taste like, not, not necessarily the whole thing, but it tastes like there's, there's some um, less aged tobacco in there or something. What, what do you know about this besides... The name. I mean, do we know what the filler is or what the wrapper is? Or? I don't, and we, we we could Google it again. We could cheat. And this is this is one I actually wasn't. I kind of forgot about. I wasn't prepared for. I thought we had another Camacho, oh. which which technically we're going to have two more Camachos that I found that were were in a bigger collection that I'm going to try to get. Very cool. And uh, but when I bought the Camachos, I bought this and thought, oh well, this will be our when we don't have a cigar cigar, which is what so, today is, but. I forgot to look up about it. I think it's I think it's a Dominican. It's Baccarat, and I believe it's called the Game. And it's one of the yeah. I'll say few. One of the few cigars that still use a, a kind of a, a glue that is slightly sweet on the cap. So it's got a hint of sweet on the cap, and I think it's nice. It goes well with the cigar. And um, it feels like a cigar that somebody would hand you. If you were in the Dominican, hanging out with Dominican guys, hmm. I don't know, you know, after dinner or something, it doesn't it doesn't have that overly fancy feel that some of the nicer ones we've smoked have, but it's pleasant. Yeah, I'm not sure if someone referred to me as pleasant. I would consider it the best compliment in the world. Like I'd rather hear something like daring. He's pleasant, you know. So, but. Yeah. I well, after, after you've been called some of the things I have, you'll take anything that's on the positive <laughs> side of the scale, Doug. Yeah. Good point. Good point. <laughs> but, um... He's, 
He's not abrasive. That's not that's a great compliment. Ah, <laughs> yeah. uh, wow. Yeah. So good start to the cigar. Nice draw. It lit well. I was actually impressed with. Uh, just had a little pre-draw before I lit. The draw is really, really easy and nice. And it smokes great. You know, smoke comes off of it. It's good. Foot smoke's kind of average, not not too terribly strong. Well, it's so fun. I'm actually really tickled that we have the kids playing in the background. I just think that adds to the ambience of what we're doing. Maybe we have kids playing in the background. And maybe we're just really clever and have chosen a, a playground track to oh, put behind maybe. our conversation. <laughs> Okay. Podcasters can be tricky. Though. They can. They can. Tricky. Would you rather take tricky or pleasant? <laughs> Pleasant, pleasantly tricky. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, so where is our world this week, oh my gosh? Well, apparently the the North Korea talks might be off. Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> is anybody surprised? That it, that is one of the, you know, uh, because I, because Donald Trump's a mover and shaker. He's like, all right, you know, let's make this happen. But then when you just say that, and the other guy goes, yeah, we're in two. Then the other guy says, well, wait, no, we're not going to do it unless. Yeah. Well, then it's like you just set up a ground for him to have the leverage. You know what? I'm honestly, you know, what? I mean, okay, I have a pretty. If I'm biased, I'm biased toward Donald Trump. I okay, like, okay. I like, I like what he does, and I think I like how he. Uh, I think he's a guy that ties action to his talk. Okay. I, that's just the, the feeling I get for him. And I think that's why he pisses so many people off is because he does what he says and he says what he does instead of playing games. I would, I would if I had to predict, and sometimes my predictions are right and sometimes my predictions are wrong, but I have a feeling that the reason that Kim Jong-un, that's his name right, Kim Jong-un now, uh, came to the table in the first place, or at least said he was going to come to the table. Because he said he was going to denuclearize and all this stuff, and it's going to be peace, and he'll walk across the border, handshake. I think it had to do with the threat of force from from us and our allies. Really? I really do. I think there had to have been something that got him to come to the table. Maybe they were just crippled so much politic or uh, economically that they couldn't eat or whatever. But I honestly think that if uh, if... He plays these games, these back and forth games that North Korea is sort of known for playing. I think we'll just, I think, I think Trump's just gonna say, "All right, well, we're gonna kill you then," yeah, and then just do it. Uh, which I don't know. I I'm, I don't want to seem glib or excited about that prospect, but I really honestly think that uh, that's a real potential. That okay, well, I told you, and we tried, and now you're welching on the on the deal. So I guess we're just gonna do what we told you we were gonna do. Well. Not again, glib is a, I like that word, not again, not to seem glib, but li- but how would that change our standing in the world if he just said, fine, oh, bam! Yeah, just, <laughs> everybody yeah. else would be like, holy crap. He's for real. <laughs> He's really for real. <laughs> I mean, is there another option with, with, with somebody like North Korea? Because it's like the guy on the playground, you know, back and forth. When they know they're going to get whoops, they back away, and they act like they're going to be nice, and then it's like a bully, you know? Mm-hmm. So, that's my prediction of the day, is that 
if if uh, if it keeps going long enough, then there'll be, and it might not be over. It might be covert, but I think that there'll be some action to that end. Um, let's see what else is going on. More uh, statewide, I guess. There's a big scandal going on right now. I was just listening about uh, some more sexual abuse accusations for this time for a Democrat candidate for governor. Huh. <clears throat> Things that from I think the most recent was three years ago. You know that he did said said or did something inappropriate. So now they're trying to get him to resign. I don't know. Really, much more than that. What do you think about? Uh, some of these things that come out where it's been five years or it's been 15 years or it's been whatever that all suddenly they come out when somebody's running for office. What do you think it, about that? It's, it's, it's interesting that you ask, and I'm like, the quick answer is it doesn't seem that like there'd be any way you could make a law or regulate against it. So that's the first thing I would say. I'm not sure that you could make a law against that. Against accusing someone... Like, like, if you don't do it in the first year... Well, there's a statute of limitations. What is it, seven years? Oh, okay, so there's a little bit of one. I okay. think it's seven years. Yeah. Well, okay, so I'm, I'm not sure that legislating to make that statute shorter... Right. I was is, is I'm a good, surprised it, that's yeah. the first thing out of your mouth. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good idea. So I just wanted to say that up front. But it, it does seem like it leaves the door open for people to just, you know... Gosh, oh, well, six years and 11 months ago... <laughs> this happened, and, and now, now that now that it's advantageous to me to come yeah. out with this, mm-hmm. I mean, I understand <clears throat> if someone is uh, afraid to come out against like a boss or someone that's an authority over them because they're afraid that they're going to lose their job. However, oh boy, I could really get painted as a bad person for saying what I'm about to say, but that's kind of cowardly. Well, if if somebody does something that is wrong to you, and you have recourse, you probably ought to take it. Yeah. I get it. I mean, I get that it's scary. But either let it go and forgive and move on, or yeah. I know that's that's uh, yeah, that's a little bit so. That's not thought through. What, right. what I just and on, said. on the other, yeah, it's okay. Then, then let's think it through. Well, <laughs> we can think grace. Yeah. Okay. We'll give you some grace, and we'll think it through together. On the other hand, gosh, I'm just, I'm just thinking, man. If your job, if if the economy's tough, your job's on the line. You don't want to lose your job. Not to mention the fact that you're going to be labeled as the person that nobody will hire because they're afraid. You know, if if you report it, then it's like if you come into their company, it's like. Ooh, whoa, they'll think anything. Nobody can step on your toes. Yeah. So it's, so, you know, and, 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 and first in my head I was thinking single mom, but, but who cares? Single mom, single dad. I mean, I was a youth worker for a long time, so the idea of any kid saying, mm-hmm. you did something wrong, that ruins your, pretty much ruins your career. Yeah. And uh, so, gosh, I, I don't know. I, I can see why some people might want to delay. Here, here's the thing. I can see why they'd want to delay. But if you delay until the person's in some power place where you want to dethrone them, it does... Or you could get paid right. for coming out. It does seem to delegitimize a little bit your claim. Yeah. You should wait, if you want, until it's safer, and then come out, but not... Yeah, when, yeah. when you first mentioned legislating, I, I think that a statute of limitations is necessary, yeah. because, because if not, then, I mean, gosh... I think it's necessary. 
But I think that also there needs to be a clause that uh, that would create a little bit of urgency to where you have to, if you're going to complain, you have to do it within this amount of time, and also you have to do it as soon as you... I'm sure that there's language that, that we could use. that Like, as soon as you feel like you safely can without endangering your something. There has to be a justifiable reason if you wait beyond mm-hmm. a certain time, I think. And, it, and justifiable can't be personal gain. <laughs> because because yeah. the opposing party paid me $50,000 to come out right now. That's That's got to be illegal, isn't it? Or is it not? Boy, I don't know. And it, I, On the other hand... Yeah, again, we're going on the other. You're, we're doing flip. We're flipping, flip coin, flipping sides here. Yeah, on the other hand, so what, if I was abused and I thought I wanted to let it go, and somebody offered me fifty, fifty thousand dollars, screw you! If you want to try to pass a law and tell me I can't take that fifty thousand dollars, I was abused. I want to take the fifty freaking. Well, that's what they're going to tell you. <laughs> you know, that's what they're going to say. They're going to say, "Come on, you have a right. You have every right to, you know, accuse." Yeah, maybe. It's. I don't know. No, no, no. I don't know. Well, and here's the thing. <laughs> we might like, if it really it. happened, you know, well, if, it re- so that's the thing. if it's true and somebody's going to give me $50,000 and up yours if you want to tell think, me not to take $50,000 on think, one hand. I think another thing, <laughs> that reminds me of another thing I was thinking about as we're discussing. There's, I think there's got to be some form of evidence or documentation that's not 10 years down the road or five years or even two years down the road. Like if it's, if you, okay, so... If, if you are a person and, and your boss made some kind of crazy sexual advance on you and it was clearly across every line and it was r- clearly in the wrong, it wasn't a mistake, you know, not, not crossed wires or missed signals or something. It was like clearly an aggressive, abusive situation. It ought to have been documented like day of week or week of, you know, and in, a, in a journal even or even in a... Yeah. Some something a video, you know, take a video of yourself and say what happened. Because if you're just making up, you know, I mean, not making up. If you're telling the story for the first time, yeah, several would, years, it, it's it'd be good. Uh, so that maybe that's advice to somebody who's, yeah. who's been abused. Yeah. Document, document, document. Evidence, I think, is key, especially in something that happened a long time ago. Hmm. I never thought of that. That is good advice, though, to say, yeah, get it. Get it on recording immediately, you know. Uh, that that would that would tend to have some some legitimacy. So, hmm. interesting, interesting conversation. I, it, it's nice that we can bounce this back and back and forth. Once, if if we ever get to the point where we're not the least listened to podcast in America, people might really get on our case for saying stuff like yeah, this, but I feel pretty safe now. <laughs> Somebody will come back on the old yeah. episodes and, and say, you guys yeah. are jerks and bigots or something. Oh, but, uh, <clears throat> okay. Um, another thing that I heard today that I wanted to discuss with you, and I don't want to burn all of our topics all right at the front five minutes, but it's all right. here's a good one. As far as we're talking about legal things and things of that nature, I heard a story on the radio news this morning and I'm not sure if it was a local story or a national story, but somewhere in the U.S., uh, I think it was yesterday, maybe, or even maybe the day before, there was a, some sort of a checkpoint on a highway. Mm-hmm. Okay? So I don't know if it was a legal checkpoint or an illegal checkpoint, because there are both. Mm-hmm. But a person ran the checkpoint, so they, they, they ran. Okay? Mm-hmm. They didn't stop like they were being told to. They ran away. 
the the state police, the troopers, chase them. In the chase, one of the troopers crashed their car on a bridge, or into a bridge, and died. They're now charging the person <clears throat> with murder. Hmm. To, now, I mean, I, I understand what they're doing, but to me that is not... That's... Is that a... Could you do that? Can you charge somebody with murder? I mean, they ran. They resisted arrest or whatever. Or What do you think about that? I think my nose is burning a little because I just <laughs> reprimanded too much. <laughs> and um, it's not a peppery... It's a different kind of burn. It's not, it's not a peppery burn. It's yeah. almost like... And I'm guessing here, because I don't think I'm developed enough to say this, but it's almost like a non-aged... It's not a very aged tobacco, and it made it burn in my nose. <clears throat> because the pepper burn is different mm-hmm. than that. And I think it hits my nose in a different place, but wow, that made my eyes water. Oh, yeah. Purely smoke burning or something. Just some, something like that. But I was... So, don't let me forget your question here in a second, but I was just ready to say this is just mild, lightly sweet, and ple- pleasant is just the, the word for this. Yeah. And... Pleasant in a good way, not because sometimes pleasant could mean boring. But I think in this case, it's enjoyable, and uh, I'm probably not going to start talking fast by the end of the podcast because I don't think there's you much know, nicotine. In the, it. the the cigar is called the game. This is this really is one of those kind of cigars that you m- would mindlessly smoke while you're playing a game of cards or 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 talking yeah. as as we are. Yeah. So. You were saying, is that right? Well, the lawyers would have, would know whether that's right or not. It does seem... I'm not going to... No, I'm going to stop you right there. Okay. We are wiser and better than the lawyers. Okay, okay. all right. Our all right. opinion... Stand tall. Is, yeah. We... So, so, I'm, so what do you think? <laughs> Should that be murder? Well, you're going to... I'm going to go into some words that I've thought about in the last okay. few months, and it actually related... Uh, it was related to the kid that over in the UK that died. And, mm. and it had to do with intention. Like You're talking about the child that was denied, well... Yes, denied, the, Charlie's guard or something like that. that was he denied care, care or was he... <clears throat> the hospital... choice. His parents were denied choice of care. Correct. Okay. And uh, so, um, there's a difference, and there's a difference between a parent that says, my child has cancer, I'm not going to give them chemo, we're going to take our chances, and then the kid dies. You're not actively killing your child. You're choosing to let your child live without treatment. So that's different than putting a gun to your child's head and pulling the trigger. Right. I'm not sure, legally, if there's a difference, but it it does seem different. They didn't... But I'm not sure if you could... It wasn't oh. their desire to kill the child. Right. It wasn't It wasn't this person's desire to kill the cop. Right. It wasn't... They had no intention whatsoever of killing the cop. They actually didn't perform an act that killed the cop. The cop did. Mm-hmm. I'm very confused by this case. Okay. If the car would have hit another car, the person was running, mm-hmm. hit another car and killed someone in that car... They different. Well, me. but they did an act by running. Yeah, yeah. That, in that caused this <clears throat> cop to wreck. And there's, 
Well, see, that would be called vehicular homicide. Not murder. Well, homicide is murder. Mm -hmm. Right? Or manslaughter, even, if it was accidental. It had no intention of killing someone. I I guess, I guess here's, that's, you hit on the definition that I'm, that I don't, that doesn't land right with me, and that is that, is intent. Yeah. It's one thing if you accidentally kill somebody, it's a totally different thing if you intentionally kill somebody. I'm curious as to how that's going to play out. Yeah, I'd, I'd be interested for somebody smarter to know in the event that anyone's smarter... No, no, wait, we're smarter. <laughs> Quite literally blowing smoke. Yeah. <laughs> the, the point is, I, I think sometimes we need to not not be afraid of having an opinion yeah. and talking about something. So, But, truly, if there's like a lawyer that does have some information that we don't, it'd be interesting, interest, I'd be interested to find out where the... Where the difference is, and now, okay, now here's where the evil, I, and I'm going to say evil, although I might be wrong, the evil part of my heart says, uh, it depends what the person did. Uh, <laughs> okay? Because, like, if they're a piece selective of... Selective enforcement. Yeah, if they're a about. piece of crap, murderer, rapist, yeah. then I want them to be charged, but then if they were just, you know, buying raw milk from somebody and the cops were chasing <laughs> there them. There you go. Then I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know... Um, I, I mean, so I'm not, I'm not yeah. sure that's good for my heart to think that. Well, I mean, I think we all have a sense of that. We were just who was it? Who was it? Was it you and I talking last week where we talked about swift justice for? Uh, I can't remember who I was talking to about. I don't remember traffickers. Swift. We were talking about human trafficking and swift justice. And I don't remember this that. idea of swift justice here. Okay, I must have been talking to somebody else. One of my other. Programs. You know, I... Yeah. <laughs> well, it does seem like any justice should be swift. Yeah. I mean, it seems like, though, if you rush it, it could you, you could get it wrong. Yep. Um, but, yeah. I don't know. I think there's a... No, there is no small amount of frustration in general in our legal system that things take so long. Yeah. I think... That's on both sides, you know. I mean, if you if you're being charged with a crime, it seems like it takes forever to know what you're being charged with or how to deal with it or what, you know. And then they schedule a court date or whatever. Sometimes it seems like they're out forever. I don't know why, but things do seem to take a long time. I suppose it's just because the legal system is so full. Yeah, yeah. Is it? That's a naive assumption, though. It is. I wonder though if, if it would be less full if we. I wonder if they're legit criminals. I suppose it's full of legit criminals, but I'm not, whatever I mean by legit, I'm not even sure how I would define that. But gosh. Well, you know, let me just let me just interject something. Mm-hmm. I the I, the idea of selective enforcement. Mm-hmm. I think that I think that that there's there is a just application of selective enforcement. I mean, like you talk about somebody that, for example, that I know that recently was in court because he accidentally passed a stopped school bus. Oh, yeah. And it had its lights out, and the, there were, there were, he came around the corner, and he saw a bunch of kids in the road, so he slowed way down and was watching the kids and making sure that he didn't hit on any of these kids that were in the road. And that's when he realized that he had just crept through a school bus unloading in a weird place, and it had its lights out and everything. So immediately... Which yeah, everybody knows, you're not supposed to pass a school bus when it's stopped and it has its little stop sign out. Immediately, immediately, he calls the school and says, "I just, I, this is who I am, and this just happened, and I didn't see it, and I, 
I'm, you know, I'm sorry. I'm turn. I guess I'm. What I'm turning myself in or whatever. And 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 so he goes to court. Ends up losing his license, getting all this, all like fines and losing his license and everything like this for a legitimate mistake that he fesses up to and takes full responsibility for. But he was punished as if uh, to the fullest extent of of what is possible. I think for a guy like him, knowing him, that he should have been let off. Like, hey, you know what you did. You called yourself in right away. Like, it, within 30 seconds. And, and uh, but yeah, so I think there is a room for selective enforcement. And, I, and it brings me back to something that we don't often acknowledge, and maybe this will be the first time. What it, to you, what is the ideal form of government? Like, like, over the top, you can have whatever you want. What's the ideal form of government? Small. Uh, local, small and close would be the words I'd use, but I, I it's a trick question. <clears throat> okay. How about a theocratic monarchy? Oh, <clears throat> you're tricking me as a Christian. I am tricking you as a Christian. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> mm-hmm. <clears throat> Honestly, I think, with, at least from a biblical perspective, what our best, best, best form of government would be to have a actually good king, Christ himself, on the throne, who can judge between a good guy that made an honest mistake mm-hmm. and a bad guy that's a bad guy, <laughs> right? Yeah, now, so, I would agree, I would agree, I'd say yes, I agree. This is a minefield. Yeah, it, it is, but it, it takes me, it takes me actually not to talking about the Christianity, but it brings me to back to talk, to saying that the legal bureaucracy, the government bureaucracy, it's all too big, it's all too tied up because you have insurance companies that are tied up with the government because it's mandated that we have a certain type of insurance and then if you get a particular violation, then not only are you mandated to have a particular type of insurance, you're mandated to have a particular type of insurance that costs six times as much as what everyone else pays. And it's a, it's a mandate, so it's not, but it's a product that most people buy. And so the the fact that it's all tied up in government is, is ridiculous. And I might understand why there would be a mandatory punishment. I mean, if you run the stop sign of a, of a school bus, that seems to be a pretty big deal, even though it's a traffic violation. So, okay, anyone that does that, bam. Okay. But I, I know... <laughs> but we know this guy. Yeah, we know this guy. And I, I am absolutely 100% against mandatory minimum sentences of any kind, except in the case of, uh, I guess, I guess, you didn't use this term without knowing exactly what it means, but capital offenses, say where you injure or kill someone, or or in a gross manner um, abuse their sacred rights as a human, say it that way, like traffickers, child molesters, uh, pimps, uh, murderers, mm-hmm. rapists. I mean, we're talking taking another person and abusing their their God-given humanity, you know? That seems to be a good line. Like, on, on its face, that seems to be a really good line because um, I'm not a big fan of traffic laws, period. I'm a person that would rather have a, a four-way non-regulated intersection than four stop signs. Um... But we have to have four stop signs because the DOT, a large government if it organization, saves one is... child, <laughs> child. If it saves one child, no. <clears throat> that's that's <laughs> what they say. 
when so they go okay, like, then I'm going to take 90% yeah. of your income for the rest of your life. It's a ridiculous make, argument. Yeah, it is a ridiculous yeah. argument. Because, it, you know, and that's not to, you're not actually putting a financial price on a, on a kid's life, but you're saying at some point you have to let life go. You can't regulate out yeah. every kid not dying. At some point, right. the parent needs to say, don't go play in the freaking street. We and yeah, we have to as a people have we have to understand sometimes bad things happen. Mm-hmm. It's terrible, it is, but sometimes they do. I think that you know, when we talk about mandatory minimums, the first the first thing that my mind goes to is the war on drugs thing. I don't know how familiar you are with that. I'm I'm not a hundred percent familiar with it, but you know, during the whole war on drugs we had we started these mandatory minimum sentences for anybody caught, you know, with drugs mm-hmm. or whatever. They got these mandatory minimums, which filled the prisons with people, and I, I think it failed in bringing about justice, and I think it failed in, in uh, it just it just created a lot, li- a lot of lifelong criminals. I think. Yeah. But, yeah. And th- yeah. But then it again, it's mixed with industry and with products and prison. Companies and all these things. Hmm. Humanity's a hot mess. Really? <laughs> you think about it. Uh. Yeah, I, I had I had kids come through my program when I was director of Youth for Christ. You know that were. That I'm just I'm so innocent when it comes to, to drugs. They they taught me so much. You know when this one girl got cleaned up after using inhalant, she like was telling me all about. Inhalants. <clears throat> Nine kids that used used math. One kid that one kid was stealing a. Oh, I forgot what the drug is. Is it oxycotton? Is it a his parent mom had some kind of de- depression thing? I think. And was, oh, that wouldn't have been for depression. That would be, that would be like an opioid pain. I don't I don't remember anyway. She had something wrong with her, and he and he was stealing her drugs. And and at first he he was very industrious. At first he was just selling it. He's like, oh, I'm going to use it. This stuff, <laughs> nasty stuff. And he's like, God, I wonder what it'd be like. And then you know, he starts using it. And I, I don't know. I just don't think prison would be the place. Yeah. I don't think prison would make that kid's life better. You know. You have to have, and and there there again, I go back to the ideal, the theocratic. I mean, like Jesus as the judge, because, mm-hmm. and he's the only one that probably could be trusted really with determining which mistakes you're going to be punished for and which mistakes you're going to ha- we're going to have grace for well so if since since we can't elect yeah. Jesus mm-hmm. what's not, the what's the alternative not this year <laughs> wait we already got Trump isn't that the same thing no <laughs> sorry you, okay I like Trump but... <laughs> sorry that's a bridge too far my friend so this might this might be um I don't know if I need an update. Why not do an update here? It's super consistent, this cigar. Yeah, then we'll talk about what my friend what my friend Cheryl said. My ash dropped off. Did yours drop off yep, a little while ago? It did, and it's, I'm, I'm going a lot faster than you, apparently. Really? Yeah. I think. Less, less left than me? Oh, yeah, you, you're you down a little bit. Quite a, a little bit further than me. Super consistent. The I'm, I'm trying to decide if the sweet is all from the tip or if the sweet's coming from the tobacco. I think it's in the tobacco. It's a woody sweetness, I think, that's in the tobacco. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, mild, nice, sweet. Nothing it says on the yeah. On the it does label. say that. I think that's a good, good dulce far niente. 
But uh, that's my update. Anything else to add? I don't think so. Okay. It's a lighthearted cigar. Yeah. It's not too serious. No. So, my friend Cheryl, she had one of those one of those moments recently um, when she was at wine club, and there's kind of a rule at wine club that you're not supposed to get into politics too much. It's not really a rule, though, but you can talk about it. It's an unspoken rule. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so if, if you're careful, you can talk about it. She kind of had one of these one of these moments where she just crossed the wine line, I think, and she's spouted off. And, and the reason I, I want to say it because I want you said crossed the wine line, the wine, okay. the wine okay. line. Just to and, be clear, yeah, I gotcha. And maybe she didn't, but I think she probably did a little. And she said, "That's what I don't get about these crazy Christians." Knowing that I'm a Christian, and she's my friend, so yeah. she kind of would have the right to point her finger at me some. But knowing these crazy Christians would that the end justifies the means. It doesn't matter who this guy is. We they, just talked about that. They last just week. want him in there to get get their stuff done, regardless of what kind of person he is. And I I could tell she was <laughs> frustrated, and it probably wasn't a good time to have a civil conversation with her. No, that's not the no. So I didn't I didn't say anything. But <clears throat> part of me I was like. Here's here's the thing that that went through my mind as soon as she said it. Number one, it seems like we just got shade. That's nice. The clouds yeah. went over. It's good. Instantly got cooler. Okay, this is a little bit unfair, but I'm going to say it, and then we'll we'll pick it apart. Con- because conservatives seem to have more values than leftists, we have values that we want, and if someone's going to promote legislation to help those values and people's rights, we're going to vote for them, even if he's living somewhat outside of those values. But leftists don't have any values. They're subjective. I mean, yeah. It's they're like sub- objective values versus subjective values. Right. So their person can't go anywhere outside of their values because they're subjective. And it's like, that's... It's like... <laughs> yeah, I totally, I totally agree. And it's almost like their core value is to sound nice. Mm-hmm. That's it. To sound nice, because they don't really care what they do. We all know that, like, for example, the Clintons are just... <coughs> we don't all know, but there's a lot of shadiness around, like, Bill Clinton has been accused of raping women and doing all this different stuff, but yet he's like a hero in the leftist world, you know, because he sounds nice. <laughs> and well, Trump, Trump doesn't Trump just, sound Trump nice. Just yeah. sounds like a stupid asshole most of the time. It's like... <laughs> But I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how much he actually does, and how much we're just told that he does. Okay. But in his tweets, some of his tweets I think sound a little bit jerky and a little bit yeah, yeah, yeah. dumb. But I get you. But so what? <laughs> He's I mean, working towards some objective yeah, values. Yeah. And I, I, I think it is important to be able to say that was dumb. That was a little off base. It was a little rude. But yeah. I don't care. Because let's see what let's see what he gets done. Mm-hmm. I mean, wait, I do care. Yeah, I do, but care. not as much. But not as much as, as the fact that he's yeah. getting stuff done. Yeah, I totally agree. But I think you analyzed that pretty well. And and the argument in itself that your friend made of the end justifies the means, and they just elect. What, what was the statement? It was, they they'll elect anybody just to get their just, stuff done. Just to get their stuff done. Well, I mean. Both parties are equal. If if that if if that's a negative thing, both parties are equally guilty of it. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. 
the shoe's on the other foot. When the shoe when the shoe is on the other foot, the foot isn't treated the same. <laughs> You're right. I'm trying to figure out sometimes if we were as hard on, say, Obama as people are being hard on Trump now. That's that's a little bit hard to measure. But I was pretty hard on Obama because I really, really disagree with just about a hundred percent of his policy. Well, he was super nice. But he sounded really nice. You're yeah. right. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> <clears throat> and yeah, I, I wonder, yeah, it does just seem like some some conservatives have just, I just said, I'm tired of people telling me I'm not nice just because I want, because I think things should be done this way. Yeah. You know, tell me that's not the best way to do it. Tell me that policy's bad. But tell me, saying I'm not nice, I just don't care anymore yeah. if you think I'm not nice. Yeah. I'm going to push this policy through and screw you um, yeah. if you're not going to give me a better policy. And on on some level, it's just this, It's it reminds me of like, like, kids slapping at each other. It's like, you know, stop slapping me. You know, let's just get some, let's just get some let's good policy. Do something. Yeah. I think it's funny how you can tell, it seems to me you can tell what kind of entertainment people enjoy by their political views. So much of, like, the late night comedy people are so after the president I have friends that are somewhat, con- I mean, like, they're they're Christians, they're, you know, they're not ultra-liberal, mm-hmm. but they do care about, some of them live in an urban, urban setting, and they do care about social issues because they're surrounded by it all the time, you know, it's constantly getting pushed at them, and you can tell, you can tell that they're, they're like watching the late night people because they make fun of the president in the same way, when they totally, they... Honestly, they totally agree with everything he's done, mm-hmm. but they think he's a buffoon because of the way that that Baldwin plays him on Saturday Night Live or something, you know? I just think it's funny how people can be kind of led around by their nose, and a lot of people buy into the sound nice thing, mm. yeah. regardless of their politics. Well, you were probably the first the first person that, that pushed me... No, my smoke's going straight at you. Did, were you trying to escape it? No, I was trying to get out of the sun, actually. Oh, I didn't okay. want the sun on my neck. I'd been in the sun a little bit today. I didn't want right. it to... It's probably not going to hurt me at this time of the night, but... You were the first person that kind of got me to think out, a little bit outside of niceness. 17 years in ministry in a parachurch organization that's working with multiple denominations, trying to accomplish a goal. and it's There is a little bit of... A little bit of that... You know, you're... You know, I wouldn't have necessarily told every person I was hanging out with that I smoked cigars or that I drank, because some of the churches I worked with didn't think that was okay. Some did. But, so there's a little bit, it's not exactly hiding, but it's just, that's not a battle worth fighting. We have a mission that we're trying to accomplish. So, even, and even when it got into particular beliefs, certain youth pastors that I had better relationships with, we could talk about differences you know, drawing some lines in the sand where we believe theologically. But this idea of some things are worth fighting for. It's probably been a year or two ago. I remember you saying that some things are worth fighting for. And it it clicked something in me that, you know, when when people say, 
walked, I was walking up and getting a cup of coffee at Rotary Club a year or so ago and smarted off to my friend Jeff and he said, oh, be careful, we, we don't want to upset anybody. I'm like, yeah, we do. <laughs> yes, we do. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right, we probably do. <laughs> Sometimes we need to remind it of that. Yeah, you know, it's like, you it, know. I, I found more, honestly, it's hilarious. That's why I started liking Trump. And I don't want, I don't want our whole conversation to be yeah. Trump-centric. Yeah. We're, we're talking about issues and things like that. But I, the, re, the thing that turned me on to him is that he had all the right enemies mm. to me. And, and I think that sometimes we can judge who we should support in a lot of arenas, whether they be in the faith realm or in the political realm or just our friends by who their enemies are versus... You know the opposite, I guess. Who their friends are? Hopefully, they're friends with everybody. Mm-hmm. But I think I think also. So you touched on something that I that I think is important, and I think it's kind of like the art of diplomacy. You know, if we could have a president or any leader who can fight the right fights and get stuff done and be diplomatic, that's the best. If you, I mean. Knowing when to draw the line and pick a fight, and knowing when to curry favor, you know, it's, that's important. I think so, anyway. Well, and I wonder... Live at peace with everyone as much as you can, right? I wonder if Twitter didn't exist, you know, how the presidency would be different. Um, I honestly don't know if he would be president. Maybe not. The fact that he can instantly... Speak directly to everybody. Everybody is important. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, but your point is taken. Okay. So be different. It it is. It's more scarier now, and maybe because I'm more into politics. More now, scarier. More scarier now than it was 16 years ago. Four eight. Sorry, eight years. Eight years ago. That Obama was president for two terms. And was super nice, super polite when he spoke, but broke constitutional laws and undermined America in a really bad way. I'm like, wow, how did how did how did we even how did we do that? And on some level, I guess even maybe some establishment conservatives, how did how did how was it allowed? And, <clears throat> you know... This could be a whole hour, maybe. <laughs> How is it allowed? Wow. You know, Obama's presidency was pretty genius. To, I don't think, and I, okay, I think, honestly, race had a lot to do with it. I am not a racist. I've established and proven that with my life and things that I've done. I think, though, that a white president in Obama's shoot, like, if Obama had been white, I don't think he would have gotten away with near what he got away with. Because every time you criticized, at least early on, every time you criticized his policy or anything about what he was doing, it was because, they would say it was because he was black. And that's utterly ridiculous. But it got a lot of people to stop in their tracks from resisting him. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one 
one one reason, and I don't think it's a small one, why he was able to advance that leftist agenda so far and so hard. I, I mean, I think I'm off base on that. No, I hadn't thought of it, but I, I think you're right, now that I look back. <clears throat> so, there was a school shooting, and Starbucks changed their policy. When? And uh, there was a school shooting, the one... Texas this week? That Was it Texas? I forgot where it was. Yeah. And uh, so we could talk about that if there's... Sure. Let's talk about but the Starbucks... You know, with the response, those two black guys that were kicked out changed their policy. Yeah, they actually had been having a little bit of trouble with the with the policy change and what they did. But okay, so why don't you recap me on this? <clears throat> so, which policy you're talking about and, and the incident that caused them to change? So, the two black guys were in the <clears throat> in the store uh, in in a Starbucks, and the manager basically came up to them and said, "If you're going to be in here, you have to buy something." And the whole, you never saw the whole video. It was cut. You only saw clips of it. And then eventually she just said, I'm sorry, you have to leave. And they were. They refused. They, they refused to leave, mm-hmm. and the cops came. <clears throat> and so, um, <clears throat> regardless, I mean, and, and on one hand, it's like, so what? If the manager was racist, they were asked to leave, and they didn't. They're trespassing. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that's the law. So, that's the law. Yeah. Um, but. Starbucks changed their policy now, like trying to create this atmosphere where anyone can come in and hang out and use Wi-Fi. And I don't know all the details of how they changed their policy, but I'm like, okay, how's that? You're and I'm like, they're a private business. Do do what you want. And people, but there are customers that are getting to the point where if everyone's just in there using Wi-Fi, how am I going to be able to sit down and use Wi-Fi when I buy a coffee and a and a three dollar muffin? You know. Oh, this is hilarious. So, yeah. When it, did they do this? They did. It's recent. Like I heard it either today or yesterday on oh, some man. news thing. That's that's amazing. So, you know, let them do it. Okay. In in. I'm 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 curious. I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. They're they're a big corporation. They're solid. They've got to have some solid brains somewhere in the organization. I'm curious as to whether they thought that was going to be good for business or whether they're running with their tail between their legs from being thought of as racist. Because I can see both, but do they understand that? <clears throat> The problems that that's going to cause? I guess they'll find out. Oh my goodness. I mean, having run having run a small business in a big city, I feel like that to just open your doors and say, anybody can come in here and hang out and use our, use our, this is, you can just come and hang out and use our bathrooms and use our Wi-Fi and have a glass of water and whatever. That's just, that's just asking for all kinds of trouble. I think there's 60,000 homeless people in L.A. Can you imagine how <laughs> Go to a public library in an inner city in the middle of the day. Really? I'm, I'm pretty much small town, so... I've traveled a lot all over the world, but I'm, I've just I've never lived like in a city for any period of time. So... I mean, even McDonald's will kick you out if you take too long. I mean, you know, it's... Even if you buy food or buy a coffee and you hang in that, hang out in there all morning, they're gonna tell you to move. Probably gonna tell you to move on. Random funny story just to 
get us a little, little lighthearted for just a moment. <clears throat> I remember going to, and I think it was Country Kitchen, but that doesn't sound right, but it was one of those Country Kitchen Denny's type, yeah. type restaurants, but where they had steak and all-you-can-eat popcorn shrimp. <clears throat> and I actually went in for a late lunch, like at 1 o'clock. I was reading, and I think it was even free refills on pop, and so I was drinking pop. Just kept getting refills of popcorn shrimp, and it was like supper time before I was just like, I'm so full of popcorn shrimp and whatever pop I was drinking. That's hilarious. Like at 5.30, I was like, I can't eat supper, because <laughs> it's just like, I gotta leave, or I'll eat more shrimp, you know? <laughs> it was just insane. They didn't ask me to leave. Yeah. You know, I mean, and I was well, young. I was yeah, probably and, and they probably wouldn't as long as you weren't one being a nuisance, or two, they had enough customers coming in and out to. I mean, okay, so you go to a twenty-four hour buffet, mm -hmm. twenty-four hour all-you-can-eat buffet, and you just decide to live in a booth. Mm -hmm. You know, there's gonna there's gonna be a point where they said where they say, okay, he's been sleeping. He's eaten two meals and has been sleeping. We're, we're going to have to ask him to leave. But until it becomes a real problem, they're probably going to let it go because not everybody's doing it. But if you have, if 30% if of your customers are just hanging out, or 30% of the people in your store are just hanging out, then it becomes a problem. You have to do something about it. As long as you have enough people paying $9.99 for the buffet and being there 15 minutes and eating one plate and leaving, they don't care. Still making money, and that guy over there is taking forever. But we're still making money, whatever. He's not going to be yeah. in tomorrow. And and honestly, the reason I, I don't think about it or even kind of want to talk about it too much is because well, let them do what they want, and they'll they'll figure it yeah, out. Yeah, they'll figure and, it out. Yeah, and something will it'll either change back or it won't. They're, they're a for profit know? corporation. If yeah. they stop being stop making money, they'll they'll get rid of it. Yeah. The, the the most interesting part of the story, which which warrants mentioning, was that the girl that they were accusing of being racist, she was, I, I'm not even sure how to say this the right way, but was not, like, was not white. She was... Really? Yeah, she was either, I can't remember, I saw the video, but I forgot if she was, like, maybe possibly Hispanic or possibly Latina, Latina, and, or, sorry, Latina or, uh, what's, what do you, what do you call someone Hispanic? from Asia? Oh, Asian? 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 Not, yeah, I always say it wrong. I say, like, Oriental or something. So I always say that one is the trigger one. You can't a, say that. can't say Oriental. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm sure we've triggered just about everybody yeah, in this podcast. This we, is going to be... We might have. You might have to yeah. title this the trigger podcast. Could we say something bad about midgets just to make sure oh, we got everybody? <laughs> Leave the little people alone, Doug. Um, but, and the, the people, her friends on social media that were describing her, like, oh my gosh, she's a social, like, she's a social justice warrior. You know, and she was just doing her job. Yep, she was following her. I, I'm surprised she hasn't sued yet, or she might be going to. But. I don't know if she lost her job. I'm not, they might have moved her to a different location, I don't remember. But, is there any, anything worth saying about the shooting in Texas, other than it's horrible? It is horrible. I don't really know much about it. I know that, um, I think it's... Uh, they were a little bit tight-lipped about it, which I, I think I commend. At the beginning when it was happening, it took a while before they let the story out of what actually was going on, which I think is good. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, And the reason I think that's good is because I just saw, I mean, no, not because I just saw, but I think that 
when we make instant 24-hour, 48-hour celebrities out of every shooter, it just causes more shooters. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, it's horrible, but they need to just deal with it, deal with the shooter, and and not keep just, like, talking about it. So I commend Texas or whoever did made that decision for that, but I really don't know too much about it. I guess 10 died, and shooter is in custody, but but uh, had intended to die, I guess. Was it, I guess, in, had intended to shoot themselves as well. I heard heard it said that, and I know no information other than someone on a podcast, and again, it was kind of like, they said they heard it said, and so nothing confirmed yet, but that some leftists were trying to push that the father should be held accountable, like, kind of like your car thing, uh, convicted of murder because he allowed the son to get in the gun safe. Allowed the son access to the gun safe. <clears throat> and, um, I don't think you can do that. I, I don't think you can either. Yeah. Um, if you if you would, I mean, let's just do the math. If you allow that to be a precedent, then then you have to prosecute the guy who sold the guns too. And I mean, the whole chain of. And why not the guy that made them? Why not the guy that invented it? Yeah. And why not the country that allowed free market to flourish and... <laughs> the kind of car he took to get there, whatever. Um, interesting statistic, and this is, this is like, kudos to the people that did this statistic, and I just like Stephen Crowder because he's a funny guy to mm-hmm. listen to. But Stephen Crowder, that's where I got the statistic, but he didn't, somebody else studied it. Rape. It's the... Of women that are raped, those who had a gun, like, if you didn't have a gun, the chances of the rape being completed were, like, this high, like, I don't know the percentage, 78, 68%. But if you had a gun, the the likelihood of the rape being completed was point oh, either 09 or 009. Wow. Percent, and it's just like, listen, if you want to empower women, <laughs> that's just about a hundred percent. Yeah, insurance against those kind of violence attacks. Violent attacks. Yeah, that's amazing. And I need to I go back it. and watch that again just to find where that where that st- statistic came from. Well, then back to <clears throat> I think that point plays well to something we were talking about earlier about how. It's an objective thing. We want to save people from violence. Therefore, we advocate, I advocate, carrying a, a, a weapon. And, and if you look at things objectively, the statistics are overwhelming. How many crimes, and not just rape, but how many crimes good guys with guns foil, you know? Well, and there are statistics for some that are foiled because... The crime doesn't happen. Right. Didn't happen. <laughs> didn't get reported. Yeah. Just, just told all the buddies at the bar, you know, yeah. I was down at 7-Eleven, this guy came in, I, I just pulled up my shirt and showed him my gun, he turned around and walked out, <laughs> and they all buy him a beer and laugh, and yeah. yeah, that one doesn't get on the statistics, does it? Yeah. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. But, so, so here's the question. Maybe we boil it down to this. I don't know how much time we have left. We've been... Better look at our timer. We're, we're right up, right about an hour, I think. I don't know how long we've been recording, but... See what it says. Mm. 
doesn't say. It's hard to read because the numbers are really small. Anyway. Yeah, okay. We're, at, we're getting close to an hour. But how, I have a question. Maybe we can close out with this. How do we get people to start listening to facts instead of feelings? Yeah, we're at an hour, so that's that's a good question. Maybe that's a question we can just throw out there and maybe pick it up next time. I, I'll, I'll add a closure by saying Ben Shapiro is kind of famous for saying facts don't care about your feelings. Um, <clears throat> um, I think ultimately it comes down to making a decision personally. I'm going to make decisions based on facts more than feelings. Well, yeah, okay. and, and they're not a complete. They're not complete opposites no, either. They, uh, feelings are important. They're right. Not, they're not to be disregarded. Because because when you look at when you look at the facts, if you look at that stat of of rape that you can almost eliminate it by carrying a gun, then you should feel wow, I can really help women by doing this, and you should get excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so so anyway, because we're at the end, we'll maybe tackle this later. Um, Tell me what you think of the cigar, and we'll do a wrap. I really enjoyed this cigar. It's not like a. It's not flashy. It's not intense as far as flavor goes, or or. It's not going to be highly sought after by, the masses, but for a for a sit down and a good discussion, I think it's a, great a great cigar, and I think it's. I didn't ask you this before, but I assume that it's affordable. It's very inexpensive. So, yeah, it's kind of one of those you can kind of just light up and be carefree about. I've, I've said it before. I'd much rather buy an 8 to $10 cigar than a 4 to $5 cigar because your chances of getting a great cigar are way higher. But this is a cheap one that I keep in my humidor. Yep. So that's, um, that's a... And I'll just say we're, we're good on the cigar. It was consistent. It was good. That's Doug and Joe Talk. Thanks for listening. Oh, wait, 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 wait. we got to say... We're still waiting for a comment, are we not? Have you we checked? Are. Did you uh, check? Did you, when was the last time you checked? Maybe we're not still waiting. Uh, no comment since the last time I checked, which was a couple days ago. <laughs> okay, so. no comment in, uh, up to a couple days ago. So if you do send us a question or a comment, uh, a legitimate question or or an awesome comment, we will send you a cigar. So that's still on the table. That's our little listener appreciation uh, contest going on right now. So don't forget, you should all be rushing to your computers right now. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening. Right. We'll talk to you next week.